Hello everybody, this is Jesse Schreck with Practical Missions Cohorts in Italy at the moment, as usual, uh, at the Lord's service, evangelizing, making disciples, and planting biblical churches here in our regions. And uh, today we're doing a short update, so this would come from one of our 10-day updates, which is uh, a simple email update that goes out to our supporters and partners in the ministry about every 10 days, just to let them know uh, what's going on, what's new, different things that are happening, and ways, obviously, to get involved prayerfully. Uh, So today, the title of our update is Group Evangelism Preparations. So we'll we'll get into that in a second, what that means, what that entails. We'll share uh, a Bible verse today from uh, the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we'll also look at, uh, uh, I might mention a couple photos that we have in here. I don't even remember if we have any at the moment, but I'll, I'll see that in a moment. Uh, a new blog post, we'll talk briefly about that. Um, and uh, at the end of our, uh, our our brief update with the prayer request today, we will also share one of the songs that we've been singing uh, at the church plant in the city of Udine. So uh, we hope to end our, our brief update today with, with that. All right, let's jump in and I'm scrolling down here. I have the computer in front of me. And uh, actually happens to be a really nice uh, winter day here in Venice. Uh, Venice uh, winters are actually pretty bad, pretty dreary, pretty down, not very nice. If you've been following the ministry for any period of time, when it comes uh, January, February, December, January, February, this time of the year here in our our region, our part of Italy, with uh, the, the Venice Islands and the lagoon and the water, all that near us, it's often very, very foggy. It's dark early. It's very humid all the time. And uh, really a bit of a depressing time of year. It's, you have to push through it and uh, keep your eyes on the spring. Uh, this year is a bit different. We're having more sun than we normally would have. So the, the day is actually, it's cold at night, it's cold in the morning, it's dark, often foggy, but not as much as usual, till now anyway. And, but in uh, in the daytime, we're having lots of sun, which has been a great blessing. Uh, so uh, maximum time there to get out and get things done or get out and evangelize. All the stuff you want to do, you want to do during this sunny time of the day, uh, which has been a great blessing for us as we're persevering uh, through this time of the year, uh, looking for spring and looking for summer. Uh, our Bible verse, Mark 2, 17. Uh, this is also part of our update. Uh, we're asking you uh, in regards to the one church plant, we're, we're preaching through the gospel of Mark currently, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, etc. And uh, we're now in chapter 2, going into chapter 3 this Sunday, closing chapter 2, also beginning chapter 3. And uh, so far, it's been great. And our prayer is that people would uh, encounter the the Jesus of the Bible, the true Jesus, uh, through this preaching series, know Him better, uh, know what the gospel better, and uh, and be empowered also to live for Him in everyday life. Uh, Jesus is Lord, and He makes that very clear over and over throughout the Gospel of Mark. He is indeed God in the flesh among us, and it's uh, it's wonderful. Today's verses, uh, chapter two, verse seventeen, and we read this. And when Jesus heard it, He said to them. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And a very, very touching verse. It reveals a lot if you go into this and unpack what does it mean exactly. Uh, In the episode in particular, we had uh, Jesus had just called uh, a tax collector, Matthew, also known as Levi, to be one of his apostles, uh, an absurd thing for anyone watching, uh, an absurd thing for Jesus to do. Uh, this this teacher, this rabbi, uh, gathering together his own disciples, which already is not usually how it works. Usually disciples apply and, and to get accepted and join in on the school of a rabbi and so on. But Jesus is actually going and choosing his own disciples in this case, 
calling them into this unique ministry that he's given them. And uh, he's not calling the, the average guy, you would think, and especially in this case here. In the previous episode, we have Jesus encountering a leper, actually going and touching the leper and, and healing him, showing his authority to heal uh, and so on. But here, uh, we, well, that was two episodes before, actually. Before this, there was also a man who, uh, a paralytic man who was lowered down in through the roof while he was teaching. And he saw their faith and was excited and then uh, showed that he has the authority to forgive, again, because he's... God and man's greatest need, even more than being healed and made well, is to be forgiven and to be saved. That's something that lasts for eternity, whereas the healing of a body would last just for this lifetime, and then eventually death comes. Uh, in any case, here he's he's uh, he's showing his uh, the, the true need of man. Uh, uh, these these religious folks are 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 giving him a hard time because of the people he's associating with, because he's sitting with uh, sinners, so to speak, sinners. And uh, But these these religious folks, these Pharisees, were blind to the reality that they themselves are sinners as well. They have not held to all the commands of God, uh, even the, the moral law of God, the Ten Commandments. They have all these extreme ones that they made, all these other commandments, but even the basic Ten Commandments God has given, they haven't obeyed all of those with all their heart either. They haven't loved God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their body. And uh, evident by the fact here, they're beginning to already go against God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, the Son of God, uh, in their midst, refuting their uh, their Messiah, their Savior, and acknowledging they don't have a need for Him. They, they believe themselves to be spiritually well. And Jesus flips it over the table here on them and, and points out, uh, I didn't come... Uh, for the well, I came for the sick, and the, the irony of irony of it is that they don't see they themselves are actually sick, and uh, just like everyone on this planet who has the malady of sin, all of us are plagued with a sin nature from our birth, and uh, until we're born again and given a new nature that hates sin and, and desires and loves God wholeheartedly, uh, that's the reality, and. Uh, so it's important for us to, to notice that when we read this, uh, Jesus is the great physician, and the great malady is sin. Sin is what plagues mankind. All the ill people coming to him to be healed, uh, all that illness is a result of sin in this world. The fact that we're living in a fallen world, all because uh, Adam and, and Eve sinned in the garden from the beginning, and now that's passed down to all of us. Uh, and so... So much can be said about this, uh, so much more, uh, but simply a, a good reminder for us that uh, our greatest need is to be forgiven. Jesus has the cure. He is. He himself is the cure. He took our sin upon himself on that cross, died, satisfied the wrath of God the Father, rose again, though, and he's alive, and he's still calling people unto himself. He called uh, a person like Matthew unto himself, someone that no one would expect him to call, and uh, changed Matthew's disposition, gave him a new heart, new desire. Matthew abandoned everything in order to follow Christ. And, uh, and then we have these religious folks who were going against the ministry of Jesus, proving they themselves spiritually actually are plagued with sin, although they're blind to see that reality. So the task the Lord Jesus gives us as we follow him and, and trust him and obey him is to go to people to evangelize. And a big part of evangelism is to help people see their actual situation before God, what sin has done to their soul, how they stand before a righteous, holy, just God, and the only way of salvation through repentance and faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and how he himself fulfilled the law perfectly for us in our place and then died also the death we deserve in our place and then uh, there's the new birth newness of life and walking and, and living to honor jesus christ in every aspect of life so uh 
be encouraged by that. Uh, the, if you've come to Jesus, you've come to the great physician, and you've come to have your sins forgiven. Uh, your sins, He is faithful to forgive your sins. And once you're forgiven, you're forgiven once, and you're saved for all time, and no one can take you out of His hands. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, it's our call now to go and bring the gospel to others as well. Uh, so r- moving forward here as we, uh, as we ca- carry on uh, into the update for today, uh, in short, we have written here, evangelism is continuing, discipleship is continuing, and church planning is continuing. To God alone the glory. These are the things our ministry and what we're called to do. And uh, all of you partnered in with the ministry, praying and giving, are also doing these things by partnering in in this ministry. And so we thank you guys. We thank the Lord for you guys. Uh, we would ask you to pray now. Uh, we're dedicating time this week and these days. Uh, to uh, organize and coordinate all the logistics uh, for the three groups and the interns that we have scheduled to come from the USA to serve with us and with PMC this summer. We're very excited about this. This has been something we've been praying for for years now. And finally, uh, the Lord saw fit to make this the year where things begin coming into fruition. So we're very excited for that. And we trust the Lord's timing. And to Him, it is good. And there are people here that are ready uh, to be called unto him that he's uh, working in their hearts even now and when these teams are here when we're doing our group evangelism efforts uh, they will hear the gospel and we trust the Lord will cause them to respond and then we can begin discipling them once they're saved so very excited but there's a lot to this we've been doing this for years though since we've been in Italy we've been working with teams and groups and hosting and, and on the go here there all over the place spending ourselves doing group evangelism fantastic ministry wonderful it's as if you're living in the book of Acts every time you go out with a team like this and do these things And uh, every little thing has its purpose. God is working through it all. The gospel is being proclaimed going forward. People are being engaged with the gospel, asking good questions, getting answers, biblical answers. Uh, Entire piazzas that were just doing their thing, everybody walking around. All of a sudden, you find crowds of people talking about God and the gospel. And absolutely fantastic. Very exciting. But to do it all, there's a lot of preparation, a lot of details behind the scenes stuff that needs to happen. And so we're dedicating time now to make that happen and get folks ready to go, ready to get here for this summer. Uh, we talked with our, our two new interns that are coming here for this summer. Um, we thank the Lord for them. God moved their hearts to be a part of what's going on here, to join in on it. We had a good initial first call. They've already been accepted, but now we've had our first initial call. And uh, just working out some of the details, um, what they're going to be doing here, and, and the things left to do before they get here uh, to make themselves able to get here and, and, and bear fruit while they're here. Uh, so that's exciting. That's good. A little bit of work to do still for them to get them raising their funds and get them here. We also have a group then coming from Missouri, and we praise God for these folks wanting to come and help and serve. We'll be doing things with them like uh, literature distributions uh, involved in the church plant stuff, park ministry with the kids and the parents and the grandparents, uh, maybe even uh, also into the piazza, uh, not just to pray, but maybe to hand out tracts and maybe to also perform some dramas and then engage people in conversation. all kinds of things. We also have a group coming Lord, uh, yeah, from Florida. They're now filling out applications and beginning their process. So we have uh, Brother Martin and a group with him. And very, very excited to see Brother Martin again, but also to work together and then get the help from these guys uh, to do uh, um, a cohort here in Italy. Uh, so that's morning distributions and park ministry, afternoon uh, devotional time, learn an Italian worship song, pray together, and then get into the parks and do children's ministry, puppet stories, games, face painting, all this good stuff, uh, and letting people know about Jesus and the gospel. And then also then in the evenings after dinner, going out into the into the town square and doing uh, these dramas and gathering in crowds and, and engaging people with the gospel. A couple gelatos in between, a couple coffees all day long, and uh, good time. So we're excited for that team coming. That 
that'll be in June. And uh, but we need help. Pray for us again uh, to be able to coordinate all the logistics for that, uh, so they can come here and bear as much fruit as possible, all to the glory of God. And then lastly, we have brothers and sisters from a church in uh, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, making plans, working things out uh, to get here as well. That will be in July. Uh, so we ask you to pray for them, pray for us, pray for all the logistics that we're working out with them, so they can come and serve here with us as well. Lots going on in that regard, and uh, but we're happy to have that extra work on our hands. We're happy to have to uh, do all the logistical work there because when they're here, we can reach more people that we just cannot reach on our own. It's a great boost. It's a boost for the people, uh, the, the new believers in the church plants. Uh, they get to see uh, people are invested in them. They care about them. They care about the Lord's church here. Uh, they're not alone, and they're showing what it means to be a Christian. At times, you just put everything aside to go and as a group reach the lost and uh and then we're helping them as an example also reaching the lost and showing them how to do it very very exciting good stuff so that's our prayer request please pray for us in the preparation work for that stuff uh the church plant in uh, Udine continue to pray for God's blessing on that so far so good uh, we're going through the gospel of Mark as I already mentioned and that's been uh, an edifying time I trust uh, spirit seems to be at work for sure uh definitely working in my heart each week as I'm preparing these messages and, and bringing them and um People are being edified and encouraged. One in particular, uh, a man named Emanuele, a new guy is coming. Been there now three weeks in a row. He also had lunch with us. Great conversation. He's hearing the gospel. He understands what he needs to do to be saved. Uh, potentially, he's now surrendering his life to Christ in God's providence and timing. This is the moment for him. And uh, also came to midweek Bible study. He's coming again this Sunday, bringing something for our agape lunch. Uh, so good stuff. Pray for him too. Uh, discipleship group studies are now restarted after the holiday break, and uh, that's been going very, very good. Lots of lots of engagement there as we go through these verses and these topics on discipleship, what it means to be a follower of Christ, what it means to be saved and born again, and, and how to live that out. And then giving people a good panorama of the Bible, what it teaches, uh, some biblical theology, uh, and it's great. Continue to pray for God's blessing on that too. Uh, potential ESL outreach, we'd ask you to pray for this, uh, prayer partners. Uh, we have some folks there that speak really good English, either because they lived in America or they were American at one time or something. Um, but there's the ability uh, for to help these guys to lead them in organizing a course, a conversational course or two uh, in the spring. Uh, so they can begin as a church body reaching their community, blessing their community, and uh engaging the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. Uh, so pray for that to develop as it seems it already is and uh, for uh, God to bless that and it to be a, a good ministry for the church there. And then, uh, yeah, pray for more people to be saved. Obviously, that's on here. And then a mini apartment, something we're considering and prayerfully considering uh, since we're going back and forth and uh, able at this point, by God's grace, to serve in two cities and we trust more missionaries will be here in the near future. Uh, to, to facilitate the ministry, it would be fruitful, we believe, to have a, a mini apartment to rent through the through the mission and the association here in Italy, uh, just to get a mini apartment, nothing extravagant, but big enough to go and stay and live out of when we're in that city, but also to be able to bring people over, host them for meals, or even do studies at this house. Uh, so a mini apartment could be sufficient, and we're talking three, four hundred euro a month, and uh, but simple, ideally located, and uh, could be fruitful for the ministry. Something to pray about. Join us in prayer for that. It uh, would really help us uh, while we're doing work there. And uh, the, the church plant in Mestre, Veravita, it's called. Uh, pray for a move of God to happen here and for more people to get saved. Even though, this is the kicker, even though I have less time to evangelize than I need. Uh, I, what I really need is more missionaries with me so we can all, all the aspects of the ministry can be happening properly. Just can't do it all on your own, as you would imagine. Uh, but 
it's it's tough for me. Pray for me not to get discouraged because I'd like to be out evangelizing more than I am, but I just don't have the time with all the other responsibilities. Uh, and this is where more missionaries uh, come into the mix and make things more fruitful. Uh, more people can be reached, more disciples can be made, more churches can be planted, and so on with laborers. So the big kick here is more laborers. Uh, but in the meantime, pray that I don't get discouraged, but keep my eyes on Jesus and that knowing that with one track, 20 people can get saved uh, in a family and another family and friends. At any moment, this can still happen. And uh, so pray for me to be trusting and looking to the Lord, uh, even when I can't do as much as uh, I feel I should be doing in that area. Uh, thank you guys for your prayerful participation. Uh, the song I'll put in in just a second here. We'll play with the closing song today. And uh, yeah, if you if you are an Italian speaker listening in and you're in the States, uh, you can find a link here. We'll have it in the show notes to, to the, the, the gospel according to Mark that we're uh, preaching through. Uh, the sermon series you can be listening in if you want as well the fourth quarter newsletter there's a link to that in here as well if you haven't read that yet from last end of last year uh join in you can hear that you can listen to that you can read that and uh and then we have uh lastly i guess i'll mention this um the latest pmc blog post it's called frankenstein church uh, based on an idea uh, here in Europe where the, they understood that Europe is different from America because uh, there's no natural uh, culture of going to church. This is postmodern. It's more postmodern in Europe than it is in America. People don't go to church anymore. You can't expect them to come and hear the gospel. And uh, and so they take the idea where uh, maybe Tim Keller in New York would say, you got to preach in such a way that the people who are still coming you know, we'll, we'll be captivated and able to hear and understand. We don't really agree with that. We think church is for believers. And if oh, non-believers are there, that's good. But we don't expect them to be there. Uh, we, we go to the non-believers and bring the gospel to them wherever they are. Uh, but primarily then the preaching is for the edification of the believers. They need to be fed, nourished, built up, encouraged in the word and so on. But they go with that idea and then they take it a step further kind of here in, in Europe. And the, and the new trend seems to be, uh, well, you can't expect them to come to church. So you got to expect them to come to your house. That's the big thing. Expect the non-believers to come to your house, be part of your community group. And uh, once they're in the group, that means automatically, even though they may not say this, they're saved. Because uh, once they're in, then they're in. And first they have to be part of the family, feel like they're one of you. And then uh, they'll believe and, and be converted and, and so on. And uh, but in the truth is, that's not really it either. Uh, again, uh, we're not interested in people just coming and feeling part of the family. It's okay and it's a good thing to be different. Uh, the, the church is something totally different than all aspects of the world, and it should be unique in its own right, and that draws people in itself. But even if it doesn't draw people, we're commanded in any case to be going to the people wherever they are with the gospel. Evangelism is a real thing, and there is a way to do it without being some kind of lunatic, uh, but still engaging people in what they need to hear and demonstrating to them. I love you so much, I'm willing to look stupid, and, but you got to know this. you got to hear this. This is where you stand before God, and what are you going to do about it? And well, this is the way what you should do about it. Repent and believe. Trust in Jesus. Know him. Seek him. Read the word, and so on. Uh, so there's a totally different approach there. But anyway, this blog touches on that reality a little bit, and then there's a good uh, little video clip from a brother from Nine Marks uh, referring to uh, if we start thinking in that way, uh, the way I mentioned here in postmodern Europe, how they were, the new trend is doing things, uh, eventually what happens is then uh, the church becomes a bit like Frankenstein. There's dead members, spiritually dead people, not yet born again, not regenerate, part of the church, thinking that the church and the people of the church think everything is just easy. Everything becomes a bit liberal, you see, and now we got dead limbs hanging on the body of Christ. They're, no, they're not even alive. They're not living stones at all. And everything gets blurred and confusing and, and church membership can't happen. Church discipline can't happen. The sanctity of the church is qu- put in question and all kinds of issues come up. But this brother does a great job of just unpacking that. So there's a, there's a little Twitter video in there 
in that link on that blog post and the blog post we'll put in the show notes you can tune in and listen to that and uh, very encouraging may not be interesting to you at all but maybe it is don't know depending on where you're at with your walk with Christ but in any case uh, it's a good topic so you can check it out uh, other other resources obviously are also available on the blog feel free to check them out anytime and uh, I guess we'll close with that today uh, thank you guys for tuning in we'll go ahead and play this song as we close out and that'll be it for today thank you guys love you God bless you and until the next time ciao ciao If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.